There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Unbelievable. Wow. This is a very special edition. Gang is all here. Of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Jackson joining us in studio today. Look over there. Do you see her? I, I do. Here I am. Beetlejuice. It's Beetlejuice. Learned. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's me. I mean, I walked into Jackson's little, you see Jackson's little cubby hole over there. Yeah. And I said, hey, good to do QFTA, questions from the audience, which is what I do with the podcast now. A little abbreviation. A little abbreviation. And then you come walking past, ladies and gentlemen, the great learn. And I said, oh. Why don't you come in and do it? And and then you called me a scavenger. I go, you are a scavenger, a vulture. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, what do I'm we got? glad I'm What's here. Because, you, and, and, and I'm glad we're doing today. questions from the audience. Because yeah. I, you know, your audience... Loves you. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I would. There's been a lot of online commenting that I've seen, unfortunately. Oh, well, it's from, you're sitting in his chair. <laughs> Ken, you're in Ken's chair. No, it's not from Ken's throat. It's from some randos being like... I don't really get it. I don't really get why this show is so fucking obsessed with Learn. What, am I taking a shot at you? Is that what they're doing? And I thought, okay, like, I, and this is, I'm being very self-aware because now going on to the Riz show, I have a camera in my face 24 hours a day now. Um, It's an entirely different sample of St. Louis that is not used to me, some of them. And so it's been really interesting because, you know, I'm not for everyone, as is everybody, you know. I don't really know about that. I think you probably have like a Doug Vaughn approval rating. Um, I would be, re- I would love to put out like a poll, like a kind of a, it seems a bit ego- egotistical, but like a real poll. Well, it's approval rating. Yeah, like an approval rating. I bet you're rating. operating, you've got to be like at 90 plus percent. I don't think so. And I think that this audience of yours, they... They like parts of me, but they are annoyed by other parts. And that's what the realism I am, is. I am 100% completely unaware of what you're talking about, and I would swear a blood oath. Jackson, are you aware of any of this? No. If anything, I feel like our audience absolutely loves you, and I would also assume the Risho audience loves you as well. Well, they, I have, uh, I, I've, there's love, and like, oh my God, you've added so much. It's amazing to have a female in the room, right. to... You are ruining this. Like, it's a great spectrum. And it's How long have you been doing that show six now? Six months. Six months. Probably there was some pushback at first just because that's the nature of the beast in our industry. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis being a little slower. Yeah. And female, that element, right. which I can't relate to. But now, are people still saying that? There's no way people Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, once a week. Some. Yeah, some. It's not like majority. Right. It's such a great lineup. It really is. It's so much I told fun. you this. I said to this to you privately. And, and and I also said this to you, and I think I said at the time, oh, it was the three of us. I said, something's wrong with me because I'm really just happy for everybody. And there's like no hating going on. I'm just happy for you. I'm happy for Riz. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know Rafe. He was friends with my He's brother the from the improv shop. Gotten to know him. Great guy. Super fun. And uh, and everything with, you know, that what the show has experienced over the last couple of years to have right. like this incredible lineup and, and Riz works his ass off on I that know. show. I'm just so happy. I really am. I'm, I'm happy. It's interesting to get to know Scott Rizzuto in a new way. How have you gotten to know him? Tell me about Scott Rizzuto. I deeply know him now 
um, you know, you're six months in, there's, with any sort of change of personality dynamics and things, you're going to, you know, they, we knew each other, but we didn't know each other in the daily sense yeah. where it's like, oh, hey, you know, like. Because you're coming in in the afternoons doing Casey and he's here right. at three in the morning. Yeah. And so we just never had, and, you know, we never hung out or had like spouses hang out and stuff. And it's like getting to get to know him and become friends with him is really cool. And he is maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met. Literally. In, is that right? Really? Just his intelligence and the, the retention he has for, um, historical points, uh, cultural points of reference. Like, it's very impressive because I'm not one of those people that can retain a lot in their their brain. Like, I just, (laughs) I live in the moment and I feel a lot, right? That's my gift. His gift is he remembers things. Mm. Like, little stupid details that, like, he'll just pull out of his face. And so... That's been really impressive to sit and watch. Because I always feel like I have a front row seat for like, I had that with John for eight years. I yeah. had a front row seat with him. And now I have this kind of front row seat with Rizzuto and all those guys. And I mean, each one of them has different gifts. It's really cool. I think the world of him. And here's the thing that I talk about with our audience every once in a while. And I said this even when we weren't here. Said he sets a tone, even though he's probably not even thinking about it, because that show is so successful. Like the numbers that the show, mm-hmm. the show that you are now, you know, a big part of here. Mm-hmm. And if he were, however you'd want to call it, problematic, mm-hmm. it's a nice vague word with plenty of negative connotation, <laughs> then it sets a tone. It can cause a problem in the building. Yeah. It can cause a problem in the market because then he might be like causing shit with other radios, right. shows and stations. But because he's just like this down to earth, really good guy it sets a tone it's kind of like when it would be in the cardinal clubhouse and if the best player was cool then the rest of the guys would then follow suit mm-hmm. and here is the quote-unquote best player at our place you know with that show and the success that it has and it sets a tone and there's and you and i know this i suppose people could say oh they're just saying it because we work here but there as far as i know anyway there's no bullshit in this building no. you know and that's something when you consider how many shows and personalities personalities yeah. are in here yeah so that that's what i admire i've been on the show a few times but I, that's what that's what i actually admire and respect and plus the fact that he gets here at 3 a.m right you know? yeah he's kind of neurotic that way yeah and that's something too so he does set like a he has and you know he plans the show so he the reason he gets here so early is because he is figuring out how he wants it to flow every day it's different um and that's been interesting to kind of try and follow and then the other part to it is like I'm a very warm person, and even though Riz is really great, he's not. You know, he doesn't have a lot. Of, he won't sit here and BS with you for hours on end. I will. He is more of. He's got that kind of New Yorker mentality still, where he's like, no emotion, just give it to me straight and get the hell out of here, type of thing. And so to have his personality like that, and I'm just going to call it colder, just to kind of make sense of it, with me being such a fuzzy, warm person, <laughs> and like. Him being kind of this, like, no BS, like, just let's do a good job and get in, you know, and just do what we need to do. We have to we have to weld the two. Mm-hmm. And so I have kind of picked up on some things where, you know, you start to kind of adopt the ways of your show dynamics, right? Like, sure. you guys all have it on this show where you understand the temper of everyone or temperament and ego and, like, how you— the, the dynamics of personality and ego on a radio show and any type of show is so interesting because it's personalities colliding and some days are going to be easier and some days are going to be 
not as easy, yeah. right? And so we've had, we've already in six months had some days where, you know, there's awkwardness or there's tension or there's like tears of laughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we've really had a great um, perusal of every type of dynamic that the show can be like today. Um, you know, today is Wednesday. And our show today was like maybe one of my favorite shows we've had. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was Why just is that? because of the flow. Everybody was there. We were laughing. We were giving each other crap. Like it was the perfect amount of, I felt like we really connected yeah. today. Um, and that, and I t- even told Riz after the show, I'm like, I feel like today was one of those days where this is the show. Yeah. Because we're still, we're still getting there. Yeah. It's still old ideas figuring out what we want to continue, new things that are coming um, on the show. And I don't know, it's it's really, it's in a weird, fun beginning stage of you don't really know how it's going to go still. You know, we don't know what our strong, our strengths are for this version mm-hmm. of the show, you know, because um, it's just so different. Uh, how are you adapting to the schedule change? I'm okay. I mean, I'm tired all the time. Are I got really? three hours of sleep last night. I didn't do very oh, well. Fuck. I know. What time, what, so what's the deal? What time are you going to bed? I'm going to bed at 8.30. Last night I had Are you falling event. asleep at 8.30? No. I'm physically in bed at 8.30. Okay. I take a melatonin gummy, mm-hmm. CBD, at like 7. Okay. Okay. Start to wind down. I start to wind down. I do melatonin, CBD gummy, and then I do magnesium. And I uh, get physically in bed at 8.30, and then um, phone, I stop looking at my phone at 8. Okay. And then I get up at 3.30, and that is roughly six hours. I'll get six, six and a half hours a night. And so I'm used to that, but last night I had an event, and so I didn't get to bed until like 11.30, 11, like midnight, You like had to go appear at something? Yeah, I had a networking event. And so I went What's, to that. Is this, was this a radio thing, or is this No, just... it's like a side thing. Um, babes in Business. Babes in business, is that right? Yeah. Jackson, are you familiar? You know, Jackson's the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis, so I, you might be familiar with this. I'm not. Babes in business. It is be familiar, a female business networking event that happens at Olive and Oak in Webster Grove. Oh, Groves. sure. Just dined there on Saturday. From like every couple months they do these events and it's really well done. And all of these women are either business owners, vendors. They, um, like I was part of a speaking panel with um, a woman from KSDK and a woman who founded the Frizz Fest um, Festival, which I was unaware of. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, she was really interesting. And so the three of us had like a Q&A and then we networked with a bunch of ladies to, you know, essentially like women want to know, like how can they get their businesses on the radio and like oh, wow. that sort of thing. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I did not sleep well last night. Uh, how are you enjoying that wake up call at 3.30? Is it brutal or... The first four months were brutal. And now you've got a little system now going? Now i got a system going. I'm not as... I, I really was, like, afraid for my health um, and afraid for everyone around me because I was like, I'm just... You know, afternoons was the best. Your body just woke up and, oh, let me just go do this thing for five hours. Yeah. And then, oh, it's 6 o'clock. I'm off work. Oh, I can stay out as late as I, I want. Know. It's afternoon drive is... I'm sorry, is the best. That That should be the most lucrative day part of radio it's always mornings should be afternoon drive because the djs are happier they're well rested they're attending cool ass events yeah you can go out after you can go out right. bands want to come in people yeah. want people don't care two two thirty interview okay yeah no big deal no big it's deal to 6 a.m yeah so um but no i have a good system and you know i don't uh I had to change a lot. Like I was normally like a morning shower and now i shower at night so i, I have to like night. consider that for things 
How tough was it for you to make the move? I don't think we've talked to about To go this. to the point? Yeah. It was extremely tough. I bet it was. I was not okay. And I, it's funny to me because I think everybody who, you know, like management and everyone involved that were coming to me and saying, hey, here's this opportunity. I think everybody had like the best intentions for me in mind. But I don't think that people really understood how deeply connected and in love with KC95 I, I still am. And mm-hmm. um, that's been really hard for my heart because it was like, and this is so stupid. I even said this last night at my panel that I spoke on because one of the questions was, if you could t- tell your younger self anything, what would you say? And I would say, I would, I would loosen my grip a little bit because um, I think – the key to my success on Keishi was how deeply invested I was in that station and brand and its history and like. And that audience loves that. Yes, and 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 they they knew that is authentic. This is somebody who deeply admires and respects the history, yet wants to um, cultivate the future with it in mind. And like, you know, I I did not take it lightly, and I think that. Um, you know, at this point, I'm having a lot of fun on the Riz show. Things are good. I don't have any regrets or anything. But um, I do I do fear that one day, many years from now, I'll look back and wish maybe I could have lasted longer. Like, I always wanted to beat you, man's, uh, you know, his 47 year, 48 years on Casey. I always, like, had it in mind to, like, compete with him in that way. But the other part of it for me that wasn't about me was I really wanted the brand to, I really cared about that. I still care you about do. it. You do. I know you do. I love KC95. Yeah. And I don't want it to ever turn into something that it's not. And it's not that, I mean, that sounds like I don't trust people that are taking care of it now, but um, it's in a new phase of itself. And so what I had to kind of reconcile with and put to bed essentially was I am so lucky that I had 15 years on that station when I had it. And the experiences I had, and I had to look back with gratitude instead of, like, regret or fear. Um, And that was really hard for me because I'm somebody who doesn't let go easily of the things I love. And, um, you know, I had to let go. And I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, it was bittersweet. I bet. I wonder how people know how much you love that station. Like, the casual observer. I'm sure the people who are members of that audience absolutely knew, which is why they loved you. But that's why when uh, I knew that this was percolating and a decision you have to make, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, this is putting this is putting learn to the test here. It was. And it, it was time to grow. You have to do things that scare you. It scared me to leave. What did Tim say? I think Tommy Matter and called my husband. Really? <laughs> no, I, I, this yeah, is my conspiracy theory. Uh, I think I think management, I think John Kioski, Marty Link, and Tommy Matter all called him, you know, and nobody told me. And they were probably like, talk her into this because she's, you know. Because, you know, Tim was like, hey, whatever you want to do. and Because it affects him with his wife going it, to bed. And, oh, know, yeah. I see him only for two and a half hours a day now. Right. It's like, and, and honestly, that's been really hard. That's been the hardest part of all this is like not having our togetherness as much as we normally got used to. Mm-hmm. And so even whenever I was doing mornings with you, man, Tim worked with us. So yeah. I saw him all day. And, you know, so I now I don't see him at all. and And we've had to... You know, it's just one of those things where you have to evolve your marriage and relationship and kind of um, ebb and flow with how that feels. And we're still trying to nail that down. I I need to see my husband more. He knows that. And it's like I can't stay up any later. And so we have to figure out something. So um, Is he nervous with Iggy's 
presence? Yes, he's nervous about everyone. He's nervous. I mean, oh my God. Like, it is so funny. I, the the rumors. So I am a- Oh my God, this is good. Jackson, do you know about any rumors? No, but I'm settling in. Please. (laughs) I can't wait to hear I can't tell you enough. great. What do we got? So aside from Iggy being in love with me, which is a rumor, no, you know, maybe it's real. I past the rumor part. (laughs) So we have that. Then it was- You'll notice the sticker to your right of you (laughs) in our studio. The one thing that's on the wall. Right. Then it's been interesting because- as a female on this male show, I don't think, uh, I, and I see this at oh, least. Oh, they creep on you? No, 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 no. Not the guys on the show. I, I know no, that. No, no, no. I'm the talking audience, about the audience. The audience has perception that they think that I'm like sleeping with everybody on the show. No way. Let me give really? you some examples. The I first, wasn't aware of this. the first couple of weeks, Moon and I would take pictures with our guests, and we would stand next to each other. People would be like. Something's going on. Getting scrutinized that way. Then most recently, um, any sort of, and I, you know, you, I'm surprised nobody's ever said it about this show. I come on here, I give you guys you shit. Think, you think I'm banging Doug? That's what I was about to say. No, no, no. They, I'm saying Tim like. Doug went through the same thing. We all months. have this weird, it's, I, flirtation is such a loaded word. It's playfulness. We all play with each other when we're on air together. We we poke the bear. We, um, you know, like Iggy, I know he loves me. So when I come, I'm always sweeter to him or I'll say, you know, or what I was telling Jack. I'm like, oh my God, you look so good. Like it's a friendship. It's a playfulness. And some people will hear that. And because I'm a woman and you're a man, they will assume that it's romantic based because that's what the average person who maybe doesn't have this sort of interpersonal ego driven. Oh, you're dealing with incels, it sounds like. I think so, <laughs> yeah. And it's really bizarre. So that's interesting. So they don't normally hear a lady interacting with guys. On the way that I do. Right. And so then there's just the assumption that That they, I'm sleeping with everyone. Wow. Like, How about this? Rafe, <laughs> Rafe and I get it the most. And he's from Southern Illinois. We've only known each other for six months. Mm-hmm. And we have so much in common. He is one of my best friends right now. Like wow, we just, how about that? We've, it's quick. a fast. That's and, great. And I just love him and he loves me. And it's just been the joy of my career to have somebody like him. He's just so thoughtful. He's a good person. I can't say enough great things about Rafe. And I had no idea who he was before I started on the show. I never saw his comedy or anything like that. We get along so fabulously and we agree on the same things and we have fun and we he gets it. And people will just like tear that to shreds. They can't get over the fact that a woman and a man can be friends. We can have things in common. We can love each other and be like, you look gorgeous today. And it's it's nothing more than just friendship and playfulness through a show. And it's just so interesting. And it's a double standard. I can have a man say anything disgusting to me and he never gets called. I'm not talking about the guys on the show. Let's say a guest or anyone else. Mm. Say something disgusting to me. But then if I say, hey, McKernan, like, oh my God, your beard is like looking so good today. People would say, this slut is banging (laughs) Tim McKernan. (laughs) So where where do they say these things? Online. But you guys have YouTube chat off. We have chat. No, we have chat on. Oh, you got it back on? We have it back on. Emails come in. The chat on on posts. It's it's so awful. I honestly wasn't aware of any of this. And I feel terrible. Like, I go home. (laughs) I go home at night and talk to Tim and I'm like, hey, did you listen to the show today? Is everything okay? Like, I'm checking in to make sure that make the person sure that I care the most about and his heart the most 
And he's like, yeah, you're having a great fucking time. Like, what? What? And I'm like, okay. And that's, you know, I have to, I have this kind of self-consciousness to me now where I'm going, well, I'm getting more and more scrutinized because of my personality dynamic with these people that I've known, aside from Rafe, for many, like over a decade. And it's been, it's just been interesting in that light too, because when I was working with John, Nobody would say that. That's what I was about to ask. Did you get this before? No. No. That's interesting. It's so interesting. And John and I are in love with each other. Yeah, you he do. He calls you me hold... his third wife. Like, <laughs> but nobody's worried about that. <laughs> yeah, John's got to feel insulted. How come nobody's worried about him? Right. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know so about that's been that. All, these are all the new things yeah, I'm getting used to. Yeah, I didn't to. know that that was going on. It didn't even cross my mind. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. You wouldn't, I mean, I'm glad you don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's the word around the building. But, I mean, I stay in this little closet in here, and I don't really see many people. You I know? know. I hate that you guys don't have a window in here. You know, we're just happy to be to here. To? <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday or two days ago when I came You popped in. in. It was wonderful, and you read a great text. Yeah, what was up with that? Jackson, would you recall what that text was about? I forgot. I think you sure. sent it out on our Instagram. Sure. Uh, oh, it, it, opened out, it opened up with... Uh, Real Talk? Real talk, Tim. This is from the recovering alcoholic. Okay. Oh, uh-huh. uh, from Belleville, but he lives in Webster Groves. And he first said, "Have you ever uh, snorted a fat crank, uh, fat line off someone's crank?" What does a, that mean? Uh, crack? A, uh, cocaine. What's uh, a fat crank? A, a <laughs> male <laughs> male genitalia. What? I've never heard. By a bar, no, by probably a, a girthier gentleman. By a barmaid in Dupo. Yeah, methed out barmaid in Dupo. Methed out, right, that's yeah. key. Methed out barmaid in Dupo, Illinois. And then there was an, a milk explosion similar to the Indy 500. The Indy 500, which I do understand that reference. Oh, you caught that one. You caught yeah, that they always reference. have the milk and they sure, pour it all over nice. themselves. Right, I'm right. a sports So that, fan was the, uh, yeah, that was the text <laughs> you read. Yeah. That person is very proud of his work. I just want to say that. Thank you. Does great well, work, and he's wonderful. probably honored that you read the text. Oh, you just dropped yes. in. Why were you dropping by, by the way? I was um, I was getting tea, and I was listening. I, I kind of, like, came over here to see what you guys were talking about because I wanted to say hi. And normally I, you know, I wave and I see, like, oh, come in. But th- here you have to just kind yeah, of— it's a closet. You need, like, you know, a— You can see we can lock the door like now. Peephole? Oh, good. Yeah. You need a mob, like one of those window, like those yeah, little eye like things where they yeah, speak easy, like, what's the password? You need one of those. We need a ring camera. You do. It could be very high tech. And see what's doing. Well, I, uh, I've already capped you. I could go into more. I don't want to do that. Okay. I mean, what else? I mean. Oh, I got you. I can. I, you said till two. I, Why well, not? I got to call it. Oh, good. I don't care. This is great. I have nothing to do. All right. What were you asking me? You were asking if I keep talking oh, when yeah. I get home. You talk a lot. And Jackson's on with me the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. You both do. I guess do. Jackson's in the other room, though, most of the time. Yeah, for TMA, for sure. But he's on Balloon Party, uh-huh. and then we do the, the podcast together. Jackson's still, let's talk about Jackson. Jackson's uh-huh. stock skyrocketing. You look great, and Thank it you. needs to yeah. be said. It does Thank need you. to be said. I didn't realize this. He felt like he was a little heavy mm-hmm. when we went to Jamaica, and he saw a picture of him with Lisa Ann. Yeah. And then his hair, he was conscious of his, his hair thinning. And so he has tended to both of those things and now learn he's the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. Are you dating anyone? Uh, no, I was involved with somebody for a few months, uh, but now I'm not. See how he looked at me when he answered What happened? You Did Tim yeah, steal your girlfriend well, or what? I was involved with Tim, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banging Doug. Hey, I'm banging Jackson. Welcome to my world. <laughs> no, no, banging them all. So I was involved, I wouldn't say dating, but I was involved with someone for a little bit. And Jackson strategically, which was smart, by the way, kept all of this off the air, no matter how many times I would attempt to bring it up. <laughs> right. right. That's the right so way. So smart. Like Riz. So I don't know if you've noticed this. You'd have to be really be paying attention. I don't say my kids' names on right. the show. You right. notice that. 
I was going to uh, ask. I, yeah. I never, yeah. I, like, I just, whenever I talk about them, I try not to as well, just because I don't want to mess So I, when I, uh, when we did the thing for Jeff Burton at the pageant, uh, I don't even know why, but I guess Riz's children were there. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why. I said, oh, I don't know your names. And he goes, well, that's intentional. I've, I've, I've gone out of my way since they were born to not say their names. Yeah, he and never go, says oh. their names. Yeah, I guess you always say my six-year-old and my one-year-old. That's what I say yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, that was ever since Scott and I were just bullshitting backstage yeah. with the pageant about that. And I go, God, that's so great. Because as you know, I bet you know it 500 million times more than me, there is a sliver of the audience, and it's got to be so intense for yeah. you, that is, you know, can be... Problematic is our word of yes. the day. And, you know, it's one thing if you want to fuck with me, you want to fuck, I mean, you know, it sucks, come after my wife, whatever. You bring the children into it, ah, nah, yeah. we're, out, nah, we're out of line. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to say their name. Now, Iggy just asked a question the other day, he's, but he's doing it completely innocently. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, so I don't, I just don't do that just because of the insanity. And it was interesting to me that Riz consciously thought that way. Yeah, the boy and the girl. That's what he calls. Mm-hmm. That what he calls them, the boy and the girls. And, right? and they're and they're older, right? They're yeah, they're teens. older. But he and he also doesn't really say his wife's name too much on air. She's. I don't uh, do that much either anymore. He's dropped it a couple times, but I'm always I'm always very conscious. You have Tim about Crush Tuesday. Tuesdays. Yes, and, and that's it, and is that a message to Iggy? It huh. is. Nothing rhymes with Iggy. Iggy Crush Saturday doesn't make right. any sense. <laughs> so Ken Crush. Monday. Oh, I don't wow. know. Wow, what a hot day it would be for Iggy. Well, Could you imagine his life? <laughs> What's, you know, I just want someone to love him. I do. I, I don't know if he wants to be loved. He doesn't. We've ta- I've had this discussion, and he doesn't want a serious relationship. And I said, well, I'm a monogamist, and I, when I get in a relationship, I'm stuck. I don't, uh, I'm not moving, okay? I'm not sleeping around. I'm not getting crazy. Despite the accusations Despite that are coming Despite the accusations. Serial monogamous. I thought you were talking recently. We get texts about what you talk about in the Riz show because oh, you guys are on. And so whatever. We actually had audio of what was the thing? Oh, about you talking about caddying for Iggy. Yes. We had that. We played that. I think that broke Iggy's heart right there live wow. on the air. That's showbiz, baby. Got to stir the pot. <laughs> and the uh, picnic attendance. I but, heard that. But, but <laughs> there was something about, oh, you guys got to get the clip. Learns talking about threesomes or something on the Riz show. Oh, Probably. Oh, okay. You don't recall this? I don't recall. Three, so, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it. Was it this week? I don't know. I mean, you're, you're monitored by our audience. <sighs> Let me get your takes on this. So AI, humanoid robots are coming. Mm-hmm. Tesla's already advancing theirs. Um, there's going to be, you know, in my opinion, the pornography industry is going to skyrocket with humanoid robots because... Wow, what a take. We already have, like, virtual reality porn with the VR headsets, and that's pretty crazy. And then the humanoid... And you have, like, real dolls, which are, like, life-size, like, dolls that you fuck. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There's no better way to put it. Yeah. And so... I asked the question. Is this the guys, just for the gentleman to bang? No, this is both. This is all sex. So really, Any, anybody you want. It's great to hear. And so, so we've we've come so far. I th- I feel like here soon we're going to be able to buy humanoid robots that, aside from just b- being able to penetrate or ride or whatever you want to do to them, you will then be able to have like essentially a relationship, how you have with like the Tamagotchi. Things from the sure, '90s, like you take care of the humanoid, and maybe it does a chore for you, and like you're gonna st- start seeing people that are like incels who maybe don't want to have a human, or might not they, have the option, yeah, or not have the option, and they um, 
now they can have relationships with a robot. And I just wonder, is that cheating? Like if I found out mm. Tim had gone to a robot brothel and screwed a humanoid robot. Oh, what a question. Am I have you upset? Guys, have you guys discussed this yet? Have you gotten to this point? I had a dream earlier this week. This is how it all came up. I had a dream that he did screw a robot. And how'd you feel about it? And I was pissed. You were pissed about it? Yes. At him? At him. Because he wouldn't tell, he <laughs> you wouldn't fess up. You were fine with up. the robot, though. You didn't, you didn't fault the robot. No, I mean, I'm going, it's a robot, but I was, but it's the same, like, is that cheating? Uh, and it would be like, it's not like robot, it, it is real. It's right. as real as it can be. It's having a personality, it's talking to you, it's flirting. So it doesn't just look like, like a droid. No, it looks like a lovely yeah. lass. It, yes, it looks like Margot Robbie. Oh, wow. It's, but it still feels to me kind of like a vibrator, you know, where it's like. So you have banged a robot. No, I personally haven't, but I would be a You've written a robot. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed. Right. Wow. Um, Put that off. <laughs> but, like, it feels like it would be more of a, a vibrator, and I would never get mad at a significant other. No, I encourage it, actually. Right. So, um, <laughs> it makes everyone's life easier. And so, it does. So, I, I feel like it's closer to that, but I guess you really wouldn't know how you feel until the situation presents itself, because you could say, oh, I'm fine with it, or I'm fine with, you know, polyamory, but... See, here's, you, want, you want me to tell you something, Jackson? I would like I'm, to. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, please. Learn here is a is a great human being. Mm-hmm. You, and, and I, I don't know if you see is a great human being. You wouldn't know you're a great human being because then that would kind of have a trait of being arrogant in some yeah. capacity. But you're a great human being. I, Thank I'm you. a bad person. I'm a real bad cat I is what I am. I'm the, I'm the bad Why cat. Why are you the bad? <laughs> what? What I'm saying is I can have sex with somebody with absolutely no emotion. So I'm pro. I am the anti whatever you, you are. You yourself can be like that. Yes, I could. I could oh be like God. that with my wife, 100. percent I could because I don't. I don't attach emotion to sex. What? Oh, this is how you've not. always been. Uh, last 20 or so years, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I, 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 I don't. But you're a, you're you're one of the goods. I'm one of the bads, <laughs> and so that's the thing. Like, so right. if my wife's like, yeah, I, I banged the the bot. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, yeah, how was it? That's what I would say. That's I know that's why I wouldn't would... be. I, but, but again, I'm soulless. You, as a good person, you value this in your relationship with yes. him. And so it, it's a different thing. Learn one of the goods, oh, yeah. me one of the bad. You know what? Jackson's one of the goods, too. You He's are. He's one of the goods. Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I, I can't separate the two. Right. I can't. I, I mean, because then it's, well, and then it's like one of the pros of having a humanoid sex robot of the future that's probably going to happen is like maybe you're somebody who's never had a three-way and you're like, I want to play with that idea. And then, but you don't want to have it be somebody you know or attach in any way. The robot would be an option where you could experiment sexually so you without experiment having the attachment. With a, with a, a threesome with a robot. I don't, I mean, maybe. Would it be a male robot? It's a great question. It's a great question. What? Would it be a male robot? Like the more popular Um, MMF, or would it be the less popular MFF? I don't know. I mean. This is such an important question. It is such an important, it's a huge question. It's maybe the most important question I've ever been asked. Um, In a closet. I don't think Tim would be comfortable with a man with me. And him. I just don't even think... Even if it's a droid. Even if it's a droid. I'm going to ask him this tonight over yeah. dinner. <laughs> See if he wants to drop by this closet tomorrow. And then do a follow-up. Uh, a full report. <laughs> um, and, like, I don't know. Like, am I bi-curious? 
I don't know. I think I, you can't ask me. I think that. all women are. I'm going to answer you are just because that's how I'm. I think that's all women are bi curious. Do you really? I love hearing that. I do. I can't tell you how how happy and that makes I, me. I've been operating on that premise the, for, for ever since I uh, hit puberty. But the reason I think that is because like I have, I, and I don't. It's weird because like I can't divide. Like I bring up Margot Robbie again. I think she's one of the most beautiful women to ever walk the earth. I love her and all of her movies. I just think she, but I, there's a part of me that wants to look like her and I want to, God, I wish I could be Margot Robbie. But then it's like, okay, well, could I have sex with Margot Robbie? I don't know. Like, no, like I'm not, like I'm very hetero, but I, but she's so, but I'm attracted to her. So it's like this weird middle ground. You know what I'm saying? Jackson always says this and I agree with him. Her skin is soft like yours. Is that appealing as opposed to, like, the hair and the grotesque no, things that I, men... It's no. just awful. We're awful. I love men. All I've been hair I've been and we're boy gross crazy. and we got, we got body fat and it's a mess. It's no. an absolute disaster. When it's well done and it's taken care of, it's beautiful. And men, you guys... I was telling the guys this the other day on the show. They all want a dog on themselves. I'm like, no! Like, men are sexy. Men are... Hair, like, body really? hair is hot. Really? Like, Jackson, body hair is hot. That's you know, bad news. Yeah. It's, there's all sorts of stuff <laughs> like under the chin, you know, <laughs> chest, men's clavicles are hot. Like there's Isn't that right. Men's calves. Like I Do you am, believe every man is bi curious. If every woman is bi curious, no, I think I think every man. I love your double standard. It's a Welcome double standard. To the show. It is. This is great to hear. It's uh, and welcome to being part of the. At bads. least that's how it's projected, <laughs> right? So the only reason I'm saying that is like the men in my life have projected this ultra hetero cisgender male experience to me. However, I do have some really cool guy friends who will be honest and be like, hell yeah, I would fuck LeBron James. Like, Is that right, Jackson? Is that you? I love LeBron with all my heart, but I don't think I could ever do it. I love him, too. You let him top you. Like, that's a man. I, I don't know. <laughs> take work <laughs> off for a week. See, or like maybe not LeBron, because that's in, he's an intimidating person. Um, maybe... What if that cute little Timothy Chalamet showed up? What direction? about Timothy Jawline Chalamet? Sounds like, the, got, sounds like we, we got have a, a match. winner. <laughs> Jawline King. I love that you're in the bi-curious cloud with me right now. <laughs> I'm just aware. Um, anyway, no, I... Yeah, it's an interesting thing, the dynamic of uh, gender and sexuality. Really Every is. woman is bi-curious. A special podcast with Learn. That's our title today. That is 100%. God. I mean, that is... People will be like, great. <laughs> She's oh, coming yeah. for the women, oh, too. Yeah, God. great. That's so great to hear. Thank you. Because I've been operating on that premise. I try, I've been trying to sell it for a long time. And I'm not trying I got to, no buyers. I'm not being a pervert. I'm just being honest to God. Like, I'm just... You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get the line. I'm not trying to get the perv card. Because I know you're giving those out. I'm... Trying to keep it real right me. now. <laughs> so Margot Robbie would be the one. If that's the one, God, I could go. Yeah. I could go for like another three hours. God, she's gorgeous. That would be the one. So if, she, if you're at a cocktail lounge and she rolls up to you and says, "Can I buy you a espresso martini?" Espresso martini. You would say, "Absolutely, uh, absolutely, Margot Robbie." Yeah. Jackson, what's going on? My little t- Australian accent. Right. Oh my God. It's yeah, all just, happening. It's finally happening in here. I need to go to a new therapist. You know, is that I the mean, deal? <laughs> every woman is bi curious. A That's special podcast. Thank you. With Learn. Wow, what a wow. treat! See, I'm glad. This is great. This is how I'm going to do my podcast going forward. I'm just going to hang out in the hallway. Yeah, scavenger hunt. And then scavenger yeah. hunt. And Learn walks by like Jackson. Let's do the podcast. <laughs> I, know. And then, yeah. I would love to have a regular um, appointment with you to talk about anything. Well, I mean, I'm in. Okay. You know that. All right. Cool. 
I've been trying to make this happen for a long time, sister. I know. You know, and one day we'll work together. You think so? Do you think so? Yeah. I feel like it might Riz not says happen. he's got 10 more years. Oh, is that right? That's what he said this we're, week. We're, Riz and I are the same age. Well, so he's shutting it down in 10 years. Yeah, 55, he's out. He's out. He's done. At least that's how he said it to... I made the guys fill out this questionnaire, and I was like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And he's like, on a beach, doing nothing. Good for him. That's the thing so. with him. He just is... He's you both want to move to Florida, which is oh, I didn't know he wanted to move to Florida. Obscene to me. I want none of you to move to Florida. I'm still against it. Yeah, I think we might be here now for the long haul. Oh, good. Because my we like where my son's going to school and developing friendships with people. And, good. You know, See that? You don't yeah, need so Florida. Now it's gonna be underwater in a couple it, more years. It, actually, that's that and the insurance premiums. Yeah. That that's causing. This has been wonderful. I hate that I have to cut it off because I got a I got a call for the golf tournament for which you are caddying for Iggy, which I can tell you're so excited. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I know. But there's it's a golf, bib. and you are, you feel so close to the earth when you're out there carrying a golf bag. I think I'm gonna take up smoking so I can just bond with them more. It'd be a good way to do it. <laughs> right? Learn. Thank you. God, I mean, Thank what a treat. You. I mean, I just started walking past the hallway. I had no idea that this is where I, it would go, but it, here it is. It, uh, there she is, the great uh, Learn making an appearance here on the Tim McKernan Show. Thank you to the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast of Munganast St. Louis Akron, Alton Toyota for Action Jackson. And Learn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show.